When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six, to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine. Everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw Podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt. Over there is Adam Glenn. We are Hollywood Raw. Our powers combined are Hollywood Raw. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, our powers. What powers I have. Do you think in some ways, or did you ever, when you were kind of working at TMZ, did you ever feel powerful? Yeah, I would say so. I said there's a, a level not a of bad power. way, good way, but did you feel like you had power, or do you think people looked at you as you had power? Uh, yes, I feel like other people probably thought I had more power than I thought I did myself because I didn't realize what being on television and publishing stories on the website and all of that. I I guess I didn't necessarily realize the power per se but yeah i think there's a lot of power that you're wielding when you know you start to see these big celebrities hit you up call you and you know try to pitch you a story i think that's when you start to realize the power that you have yeah i didn't realize until because i tmz was my first job surfing in the industry and it was the first time I realized I had power because when people would pitch me, I would always be like, oh, yeah, they're trying to help me. I'm going to help them out as much as possible. And then I realized, like, oh, it wasn't like people were trying to be my friend and I would always try to help them out. And in the beginning, I was trying to help them out. Like people were very mm-hmm. nice to me and I was being very nice to them back. And then I realized, oh, this is why they're being nice to me. But I never really even kind of took advantage of the power. I never really thought it was a powerful position. I would just realize, like, guys, I, I'm a, I always looked at myself like, look the way I'm dressed. Look at the car I'm driving. I'm a small fry. But for mm-hmm. you that was on the show, you know, you have a re- facial recognition by a lot of people. I didn't know if you started to realize you had power and stuff. No, I mean, I think I was definitely recognizable. I mean, shit, even to this day, people still recognize me from the show. What is it, six six years later after I've left the show, they're still walking up to me and saying hi and saying that they miss me on the show. So I think there's a level of recognition. But again, I didn't equate it to power. I just equated yeah. it to like recognition. Did you ever think looking back, do you think you ever ha- got you ever let power get to your head? No. Because I, because I think in that place, you don't know your power, if that makes sense. Like, you, they're not saying your name on television. They're not saying really much more. You're just kind of a, a face in the crowd uh, on TMZ. So I think, you know, you, you don't have people running up to you and being like, oh, my God, Adam, Dax. You know, it's, it's different. I don't know. Yeah, no, I now... 
you know, people, I don't want to say look down upon me, but they don't look me as somewhat equal. Um, because a lot of times now for me, people say, who's your outlet? Uh, what outlet are you with? I'm like, I'm the outlet. They don't realize that I'm the outlet, not, yeah. you know, because I don't say like, no, I'm the outlet. I promise. You. Like, I'm going to get as much coverage as some of these other outlets. I am the outlet, but. I do, I do find myself, it's funny, there's a level of like someone that recognizes me, comes up to me like, oh my God, I, TMZ, is that how I recognize you, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then there's that moment of where they realize I don't work there anymore. And I'm like, dude, I haven't been on the show in six years. Like, come on, you got another. And then I feel like I have to like prove myself to them. Like, oh no, but I did all these other things afterwards. And I don't know why I'm trying to like prove that I'm still cool to people. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's that weird part like, oh, no, no, like, I've got this podcast. It's huge. It's entertainment news based. And, you know, we break all these stories. And, you know, we got this amazing audience. And, and then I'm like, why am I trying to explain what I've done afterwards? And my my business that has done well, and it's on Shark Tank. And there's there's just a, a level of weirdness that I, I don't want to say fame, because I don't feel like I was ever famous. But I feel like recognition kind of gets to your head a little bit and then you feel like you have to like still live up to it all these years later. Dax, can I, you know, I want to change subjects, but before I change the subject, I want to talk to you a little bit about our reviews and why we love them so much. Can you explain <laughs> to the audience why we love the reviews? I love the reviews because these reviews mean everything to us. They're our form of payment because we obviously <laughs> yeah. don't charge uh, for the podcast. We, we put a lot of time and effort into this thing. And, you know, when we go on and we read a good review, it, it literally like warms my heart up. And then it also obviously helps us go up the charts. People discover us, the whole thing. So that's why reviews mean so much to us. And we get them off of uh, Apple Podcasts. So if you guys have the time, go leave one, but uh, you want me to read one out? Yes, please. That'd be great. All right. Let's see. This one comes from CCLRNA, and it's five-star, the best. I'm not big on pop culture, so I thought, and I'm not a huge TV fan or music fan. Crazy, I know. Adam and Dex give you the behind-the-scenes scoop and have hooked me on all the details. I find the reality of behind-the-scenes from bodyguards, paparazzi, and others way more interesting than I thought I ever would. Adam is unfiltered, honest, and always forms his own opinion. Dax is always so kind and understanding approaching topics. The combo is unmatched. Thanks for everything y'all do and give us the captivating podcast. Much love, Christy. Wow. I mean, geez. Christy, Christy, I I should tell you that Christy is actually AI that I I, uh, (laughs) I put into chat GPT because it was just so good. No, honestly, Christy, that was amazing, amazing review. Thank you so much for taking the time. That was I I could have asked for a better review. By the way, thank you, Christy. That's awesome. Again, like Dax said, the best thing to do to support this podcast is leave us a review. This is not what I was trying to get into, but chat GPT, do you just go to – this is such a dumb question, but I have not used it yet. So if you want to use Mm -hmm. AI, do you just go to chatgpt.com? Like how does it work? I don't know. I haven't really got into it so much. So to be honest, I feel dumb saying that because the world is – all about AI right now, yeah. but I, I don't, I don't know. I know like uh, my business partner, Matt at trophy smack, he, he's all into it. He, he loves like asking questions. Like he'll literally have an interview with it 
where he'll ask it a question, it'll respond. He then asks it a deeper question, it'll respond. Like he he loves it, and I don't even know where to go to ask a question. Uh, yeah, where where does he go? Does he have a website? Does he have Surrey? What does he do? It's is it's either like an app or like a, a browser or something. I don't know, dude. Interesting. Um, I want. By the way, we haven't even talked about who we ha- are having on the podcast today. We uh, we have a very very relevant guest for this time period right now. Obviously, the world um, has been shocked by the news of Hamas um, attacking Israel, killing um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Israelis uh, over the last couple of days. And uh, we uh, got our hands on uh, an interview with Matis Yahu. And by we, I mean Adam. Adam got an exclusive interview with Matis Yahu, who is a very well-known Jewish, um, do you want to say reggae artist, rapper, well, he's rapper musician? Reggae. He's a rapper, reggae. He just so happens to be Jewish. I am actually a huge fan of him. Not. It's just he makes good music. He had the song King Without a Crown that became big years ago. He was... I think he was an Orthodox Jewish when he like he was Orthodox Jewish when he first came out. Then he's kind of more reformed now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he's just uh, I'm a fan of his music. I love reggae. Is it? Do you like reggae? I like reggae. I mean, I love. Reggae. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not like oh, I go and put reggae on all the time. But like if I'm in Hawaii or you know somewhere where I want to be on the beach, like reggae is reggae is my jam for that. I listen to reggae a pretty decent amount now. I wouldn't say you can't tell me about a new reggae song, but I love Bob Marley. I listen to Bob Marley all the time. I I, I like Revolution. I like Matis Yahoo. I, I like reggae. I just like that island music, which is the, the the weird part is you ever go to an island or sometimes when I go to Jamaica, they start to play like Flow Rida and they play mm-hmm. all these like pop culture, you know, pop music. I'm like, I want to hear reggae. I want to hear Bob Marley. I don't want to hear anything that – Sounds like Britney Spears or NSYNC style. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear reggae, but that always like got me pissed off when they played that music at the pool. But we, uh, I, I met up with Matis Yahoo. I hit him up, and he was kind enough to respond. I went by his place, had a great interview with him. We're going to get to that interview in quite a bit because there's a lot going on with Israel this week, and um, Dax and I are going to speak briefly about what's going on. And um, but one thing I wanted to talk to you, Dax. Mm-hmm. It's a show that I really love that I fell off with years ago. And I don't know, okay. I don't even know if I was ever a big fan of the show, but in the news, I always followed it. I always wanted to see what the bachelor and the bachelorette, who won, who lost. But other than that, the show itself, maybe in the beginning, I possibly watched it, but I think in the last 25 seasons or so, I, I did not watch. Um, I, I dude, thought- I've told you before, I used to love my wife and I used to love the bachelor and the bachelorette and bachelor in paradise. Like we were hooked so hard. We, and it not, and it's not just us, like her whole family. So like my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my, my other sister, like everyone was watching it. So it was like the thing we would talk about when we get to dinner on Friday night, like everyone would be talking about the bachelor and what dumb things happened this week. And and then it just fell off for us. So I, I haven't watched. I have not watched the new season, which it seems like you're into. I I would say I'm not into it. Like I'm invested into the show. I'm not invested into the characters or the people, the contestants or the guy. However, I will say this, that the show itself, I felt like was falling off for years. The people were just getting gross and gross and more cringe and more cringe which might have been the appeal of the show. People watched the show to kind of trash these people. And it became just so gross that these people went on the show just to find love 
And we all knew at the end of the day what they really went on the show is to find attention, to find the jobs, because pretty much every single bachelor or bachelorette got a job in the entertainment business after. They didn't continue their job. For the most part, every single one of them started to work in the television industry from a podcaster to TV to hosting. They're all trying to do jobs. And then this season, obviously, it's the Golden Bachelor. They have a guy named Gary is his name, and he's an older guy. And I have to say, it's nice to watch the show where you have these contestants where they're just – they want to have a good time and they want to have a great experience and meet someone. And the same thing with him. It doesn't seem gross, and it seems like it's just a nice show. I, Dude, I don't what need are, to see what? people hating each other, and maybe that's – we're going to get to that point. But right now, it's like it's nice to see a show where people are just enjoying themselves. It doesn't how, have how, to be – How are the ladies – how do the ladies treat each other? Because I think that's – I think that's one thing that they try to instigate arguments and fights with the younger uh, you know, contestants. But what is it like – on this season, are the, the women nice to each other? Are they cordial? Are they fighting with each other? What's it like? So so far, they've all been very nice and cordial to each other. So far. Um, it's just they're really funny on camera. Again, they're all just having a good time. And some of these people said lines where I didn't know that I would ever have an experience like this at this age of my life. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a it's a show where it makes people feel special you know, these contestants from either competing or just going on a great time. And I think in times like this now, it's just nice to see that it's just pleasant. And it, it goes like the movie. I think the movie Van Wilder and the movie police Academy, they're not the best movies ever. However, everyone fell for the character uh, in, in, in Van Wilder. Everyone wanted to be Van Wilder and police Academy. Everyone wants to be Mahoney. And you just fell for like the character and just people just having a good time living their lives. And that's why I felt this guy, Gary. So again, I'm not into the show. I don't really have any, you know, eggs in the basket or care about who is going to win at the end. But for right Mm -hmm. now, I like to, I honestly, I find it very entertaining to just watch older people enjoy themselves and have fun at, at a point in their life where they didn't really have another chance. Do we know how it's doing in the ratings? Like, are people know. enjoying? Because to me, I right when like we started talking about, I'm like, this is really a, a brilliant idea on their part to revitalize, try something different, speak to your market. I think. Hold on, I'm gonna Google this because it's actually I doing think, really well. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's doing really well. It's um, it's the network's most watched premiere ever on Hulu. Wow. So, and I think it's again not even just the. I know the younger time when they do the younger bachelors, more sexier people, I guess, because it, but I think people are just, but this is interesting. This is something like we've, we've seen sexy people doing this show for 49,000 seasons. Like this is something different. It gives you a little twist on it. And honestly, I think the people that are really tuning in and watching, uh, you know, TV these days, a lot of them are an older demo. And I think it's it's fascinating to watch this. It's really, really good idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. But I wonder if it was just planning, like how much strategy was behind it. Where we don't need the contestants to hate each other and, and put Adam, you know, to have mm-hmm. animosity toward each other. Yeah, they're both competing all for the same guy. But how about just have a nice time and a nice experience? And somehow it's for me as a viewer, it's working on television. And again, I don't really care who he picks or he doesn't. But I like to see the dates they go on. 
it's yeah. sort of and it's also a lot the show gets very deep in my opinion where they talk about mourning you know a lot of the people are widows and talk about how they had that conversation with their partner where if one of us passes would the i want the other person to find love and it's just nice it's a really really nice show now that me talking about you know i'm talking about with you dax is there any interest of you watching it or are you just kind of like eh, i'm fizzled out i don't care or are you too behind so I, I feel number one, I'm too behind, but um, we're still trying to make it through the most recent season of Outlander. Um, it just came out. We just started the new season, so that will be my main focus first to get through that. We just don't have a lot of time. We're having two kids, doing all these, you know, uh, sporting activities. Going to pink concerts. On- I get oh, it, Dex. You're too dude, I didn't pain. even tell you. I haven't even told people that I went to the pink concert. I saw your. I saw the Instagram. You went to pink. So you, where'd you go see her, by the way? Oh my god, dude. For anyone that has listened to this podcast, they know that Pink is is my gal. I love her. I have been a huge, huge fan of for so many years. Like I remember back when I first started at TMZ and how like I was freaking out because my first day on the job, I got to interview Pink. Like it was the coolest shit. I that's went pretty up. cool. So you were the biggest fan of her, and then your first day on the job, you got to interview her. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. It cool. was wild. It was the coolest event. And and I remember it was back when she had a diamond like in her tooth. Do you remember those? Like she had yeah, literally I always drilled a people hole. Who do that? Diamond. Can you take that out? Or what is that? What is that? Yeah, she doesn't work? have it anymore. But okay. um, and I remember just like she started talking. I was like, oh my God, you got a diamond in your tooth? What's this? Like, tell me about that. I was just such a, a fan. And I think uh anyway, I, I love her to death, and I was her biggest proponent at TMZ. I actually one thing that I always said at TMZ is like if you love something, don't bring it into the TMZ room because <laughs> someone will will destroy it or destroy you for it. And so I never pitched her out. I never wanted to talk to her about her because she was just I, I loved her so much there. Um, but I, I started to convert a lot of the other people in the office because they didn't understand my love for, for Pink until they saw the Grammys when she performed Glitter in the Air. And she was spinning around and she got dripped in the water and then like got water all over the audience. That's when I think people are like, oh, wow, she's a really amazing performer. Like she's singing live upside down. Okay. Anyway, so um, I get tickets um, at SoFi. Okay. She, okay. First, Dax, first question. Did you pay for tickets or did you get hooked up? I got hooked up. <laughs> <laughs> I went to go buy tickets and then um, found out that uh, someone was going to hook me up with tickets. Okay. okay. So, uh, can you say was, who hooked you up or how that happened? Or uh, I don't need to say. I I, I, <laughs> I don't want to say who hooked me up. Okay. But um, anyway, so and I'll tell you why because as the story goes on, it it gets crazy. But so anyway, so tickets get sent to me. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, wow, these are these are not even just seats. These are sweet seats. Oh, you're in the suite. I'm in the suites, dude. That's pretty At sick. SoFi, which SoFi is ridiculous. Have you ever yeah, yeah. seen I've the inside been, of SoFi? No. no. Okay, it's absolutely ridiculous um, venue. I mean, you go to a Rams game, it like this big circular like screen that's floating above the, the, the grass. It's really, really cool. And to which I, the whole time driving there, I'm going, how is she going to do that when she like zips around the entire inside of the arena when 
this is one venue that has a huge screen down the middle. Well, they ended up lifting it up and out of the way. But okay. So anyway, we get there. I see I've got a sweet tickets. I've taken my whole family. I got my kids and my wife. We get there and they're like, oh, you have to go through this like VIP entrance over over here. So we're like, okay, cool. We go through this VIP entrance and then we're realizing we're hitting like 19 checkpoints to get to our seats. And inside of SoFi, you have to go down like escalators and escalators and escalators. But every escalator is a new checkpoint. And I'm like, that's really weird that there's so many checkpoints because you were already in the VIP section. But okay. So we go down 14 escalators. And then we get to these double doors, which is, it says, it's like the the owner's section or something like that. Like it's an exclusive part of the suite. So you're already in like the suite section where no one can get to, but then there's a even more VIP section down there and it's like owner's club or something like that. And I was like, okay, so we check in there. They give us wristbands to get in. You get inside these doors and it's, it's like VIP, 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 okay? And we walk in, and they've got a bartender in there. They've, there's food everywhere. So there's free food for whoever's in this section. And they've got, like, tri-tip and tacos and pizza oh. and all these desserts. My kids walk around the corner. There is a giant candy bar, like candy wow. station, where it's just got bins and bins of candy and licorice and whatever they want. And my kids are like, where are we, dad? Yeah, We <laughs> made they, it. We made it. And I'm like, I know, guys, get used to this. This is my new life right here. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we turn, there's a, a, um, an ice cream stand with a, an attendant who is scooping whatever ice cream you want. And then they've got like Kahlua to pour all over the ice cream and all of it's free. So I'm yeah, just yeah. like, Hell yeah, because if it costs, I I wouldn't have been able to be in there. Uh, <laughs> and then so we're looking at our tickets. We're like, OK, we're in uh, this suite. And I'm looking. I'm like, I don't see our suite. Like, I see all the other suites, but I don't see our suite. And then I realized that it's like its own hidden entrance. Dude, we go into the suite. We check in. Again, I have to get another wristband. So now we're up to like three wristbands to get into this place. We walk in, there is now another bar in there, full bar, whatever booze you want, more food. It is the owner's, like the owner of the Rams. It is his suite. It is, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. His, his name is Stan. Koenig. Oh, what is his name? Owner of the Rams. Stan. Cronky. Oh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. It's Stan Cronky, who's this billionaire. He he owns like so many things. He owns Arsenal over in the UK. He's got all kinds of sports companies. Anyway, it's legit his box that they just let us into, which is the biggest box in all of SoFi with the most amazing spread of food and booze and popcorn and anything you could possibly want. Okay, so you're there, you're walking around the thing, your kids are going nuts, they're eating their faces off, you're eating your – it's like, what do, do I want to get food drunk or alcohol drunk? I don't know which one. Probably food drunk, obviously. Um, but is your who are the other people in the room? Are you seeing other celebrities? So, so, so we we actually ran into Ricky Lake, but she wasn't in this suite. She was out in the like VIP 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 area. Okay, um, and you had a better seat with her. Yeah, I got 
Carson got a better seat than Ricky Lake. <laughs> well, when you see Ricky Lake, did she recognize you, or how did that go down? I or did uh, you see? Just walk up and say hi. So she, she walked past, and she looks very different now because she she doesn't dye her hair at all. Yeah. She's got like gray hair, um, but it looks really good, super classy. Um, but she walked by, and I looked at my wife. I was like, "Oh shit, it's Ricky Lake," and my wife, who does not get starstruck over anybody, was like. <gasps> Ricky Lake is here. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, I, I need to make Ricky, Lit, Ricky Lake. So anyway, at one point I ended up, I just walked over to her and we have a mutual friend. And I just said, hey, Ricky, uh, nice to meet you. Um, and I, I just started chatting with her. I was like, I need to introduce you to my wife. Denise comes over, meets her. And my wife was like totally fangirling out over Ricky Lake, which was hilarious because I'm telling funny. you, she never gets excited about a single celebrity. She's a big and fan of every- Serial Mom. <laughs> I don't even know what movie she did. She's some random movie, but okay. yeah, go uh, on. So anyway, she was wonderful. Um, just chatted with her for a while. Got to meet her husband. Um, but that was the only like celeb celeb I saw in that section. And then when we got to our, because like the suite has the whole area where the food and everything, and then right outside the suite are the big cushy chairs that you sit in. And it was like we had our names on it, ready to go for us. It was the coolest shit ever, dude. I it's felt the like, best way to see. It. If you can see so a concert cool. like that, you can be comfortable. Like, of course, you want to be in the energy of like the concert and dance with people and just kind of jump all jump up and down. But it's nice to like if you want to sit down, you can sit down. It's nice yeah, to have I mean, a clean bathroom and kind of get in and out. Free food, obviously, and free so food. that like yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've got to sit way up close at a pink concert, and it was awesome. This was just a different experience on a whole nother level of like, this is sick, like super sweet life. Um, and and like my kids were like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. And uh, okay, go. Like I didn't have to walk them to the bathroom. Yeah. They didn't have to go through crowds of people. They just walked to the bathroom that's inside the suite. It was, I, the whole time I was like, pinch me. And you know what was cool was I don't, I have been excited about this concert for myself, but this was, there was a moment there where I was excited and my kids were excited and they were jumping around and we were hugging and dancing. And I don't know, it was really just a fun moment to be like, I'm, I'm getting to share my love for pink with my family. Sure. I get it. That's very, that's, that's pretty cool. That's, it's cool that you're able to get four tickets for that. Cause that's not an easy ticket to skip for one, especially that access. It's pretty incredible. Oh, and I want to tell you, there was also an interesting moment because Pink puts on a, a f- amazing performance. But in the past, there is a song um, where it's most girls and she, I think it's most girls. Uh, she talks about Britney Spears, you know, that famous lyric where she's yeah. like, she's so damn pretty. That just ain't me yeah. in the past. She's been actually kind of mean to Britney, like back in the day. And when that lyric would come up, she's like, that damn Britney Spears, she's so, and she would move her face away from the microphone and wouldn't say pretty. And it was just kind of like her way of doing like a little jab at uh, at Britney. Wow. She changed the lyrics What she said for now? this concert. She said, um, that sweet Britney Spears, she's so pretty. So she took out the damn. She said, that sweet Britney Spears, she's so pretty. And the crowd went fucking nuts. Like loved it. And I just thought that was, I thought it was really cool. I thought, you know, because I think she was, she she could be a little bit of a mean girl back in the day. And I think she feels bad for Brittany. And 
I, I just thought it was a nice change of the lyrics. Uh, by the way, Alanis Morissette came out halfway through. What'd she do? Like one song, two songs? So Pink did uh, Pink did Just Like a Pill, finished that, That's and fine. she goes, oh, she goes, I know you guys all like, uh, no, Just Like a Pill. Have, do you remember Jagged Little Pill? And then she started singing Jagged Little Pill, and Alanis came out and joined her halfway through. Very cool. Crowd went bananas. It was, and for me, it was like, you know, you're seeing this person who was the biggest. I, I tried to equate to my kids. I'm like, this was like our Billie Eilish <laughs> back in the day. You know, just had this massive success, um, and everyone knew her songs, and she was the biggest thing on the planet for for quite some time. So, anyway, um, we ended up leaving early though because uh, my kids were weak and they couldn't last the whole they had too much food and they're like i can't move and i was I like i literally was like you guys are out of my will yeah i only been to a concert and a suite once and it was years ago i think it was live aid or whatever farm aid it was one of these concerts at uh in new york at metlife or giant stadium whatever it was and i'm in the suite a buddy of mine hooked us up and then in the suite next to us it was our suite was full of people the suite next to us was probably about a quarter full but it was leonardo dicaprio oh shit. and this was but this was even like pre-cell phone stuff so yeah. leo could kind of hang out and no one could take photos unless you had like a camera camera you couldn't really um get photos of him it was interesting watching leo watch the concert because everyone in his box which there might have been a handful of people mm -hmm. whereas our box was full they always knew, even though when they're watching the show, I'd watch the people watch Leo in his box. Oh, yeah. it's, like, but he's he's got that personality or that like magnetism to him that you want to watch him. He's so famous that like it's hard to keep your eyes off him. I can't imagine having that like that pressure on a daily basis where everything you do, people are watching you. Oh yeah, I mean everyone was like, but it was funny because it was the people in his box where. They knew they were in a box with Leo, and they just always wanted to know where he was or get his attention. And the funny part was Leo lit up a cigarette during the concert at the in the box, which you're obviously not allowed to do. And the security came out, and they're like, hey, who's smoking? You can't smoke. And they all like, kind of surrounded Leo and like made a box. Like, hey, we're not smoking. Nobody's smoking here. That's not us. <laughs> and they all tried to like, protect him. Like, like, it was kind of interesting how they all tried to protect him. And then all of a sudden, about halfway into the concert, I remember somehow – or why they showed up late. Cameron Diaz showed up and with her and her friends, and she might have been with like four friends. She sat in the box with them. And me and my buddy were like, oh man, that's Cameron Diaz. And this is when Cameron Diaz, which she's still a huge star, but this she was more she was working more at that time rather mm -hmm. than she's now she's somewhat retired now. And we follow we didn't follow, I mean we did follow her. As soon as she left the box, we went up, you know, it's a mutual hallway. So we saw her leaving her box. We ran out of our box. We ran into her in like the empty hallway. And we get, hey, can we get a photo with you? And she was like, yeah, sure. And she took a photo with us. I don't know if somehow we had like either a flip phone or like the regular like – like I don't know. We just – someone had a camera and That's we took awesome. a photo with, with them. And it, it wasn't like a good photo. And yeah, that was our photo with Cameron Diaz. She doesn't ever do photos with celebrities. But I don't know. It was just funny to watch Leo at a concert and he was just like – I remember like he wasn't into Keith Urban, but mm -hmm. he was into like some other stuff. There was, so I forget funny. what. By the way, I'm sitting here realizing how bad I fucked up a second ago. I said most girls, it was definitely stupid girls. Stupid girls, okay. <laughs> stupid girl. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I said that and I was like, doesn't sound right, but 
in my head, I'm going with it. And now I'm sitting here thinking I've really lost a lot of credibility of being a, a super pink fan by saying the wrong name of the song. And I bet there's people just like, you dumb fuck. <laughs> um, Dax, right now we're, we got some, you know, we've been actually talking, just kind of BSing with each other for a little bit. But uh, I want to get into a little bit more of a serious topic. Obviously, there's a yeah. lot going on in Israel. A lot of lives were lost. And there's a lot of people that are, are still missing. And it's a, it's a crazy situation now. You know, we're both Jewish. I, I'm not here to say which sides are on, which sides better. I'm here to just talk about the craziness of just the human aspect of it. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty crazy. It's I, I I'm not a political guy. I'm not intelligent, as you guys know, to have a perspective on this. I don't know what's the right thing as far as how to fix the. The peace in the Middle East. I don't know that those answers. Oh, I, I don't know. think I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, no matter what. I mean, that's been something politicians and people have been trying to figure out for so many years. Um, I think what we can all agree on is that this, the death, the destruction, it's just so sad and so unnecessary. And you know, to to see all these people lose their lives in a matter of days over there is just just crushing. And um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, we, we obviously wanted to get a perspective other than ours because, um, you know, we wanted to see what other people have to see. And Matis Yahoo is, I think, a, a good person to talk to. And, you know, I've got lots of friends. I've got family over in Israel. Um, so I do feel like I have my perspective, which is it's, uh, you know, I, I'm pro Israel here, but, uh, I'm not going to push. I'm not going to, I don't know. I feel like this topic is so divided that, uh, it's sensitive. It's, tough. it's so sensitive. And I'm not here. I'm not, I'm not here to kind of put my politics on anyone. I'm here just to talk about obviously just the lives that were lost and you know when 9-11 happened i was 18 years old i remember mm-hmm. where i was when it happened and i think a lot as everyone else does they know where they were when you first heard about 9-11 going on and then with this situation maybe i'm a little bit older maybe the cell phone videos and you know that are more prone now that you're able to see the content of the destruction and what's going on over there it's hit me a little bit harder um so i reached out to matis yahoo who's one of the biggest uh He's a huge reggae rapper, um, but also big in the, in the Jewish community and got to kind of hear his perspective on some of the what's going on in Israel, but also what he has to say about Kylie Jenner, the Hadids not addressing um, what's going on because they've been big on free Palestine. So uh, here is my uh, me going over, which I'm, it's pretty cool. I went to Matis Yahoo's house. Here's my talk with Matis Yahoo. Matis, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? First of all, huge fan of your music. Huge fan of Ripple's new song, but I got to get into what's going on in Israel. How are your friends? How are your family doing? I know uh, my family's good. My son is in Israel right now, and uh, he's safe as of right now. My uh, my uh, friends and and are either being called up or their children are being called up right now to go to war. So a lot of people right now are definitely going through some intense times. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're in America right now, but. It's just crazy what we're seeing on social media, the videos, just everything that's going on. It's it's hard to stomach. I don't know, yeah. if, uh, but how 
what are your thoughts on the situation? I mean, the last, the very last thing that I heard as I was like taking my kids for a walk is that that girl that was, uh, you know, at a famous, there's a video circulating of like a 15 year old girl, like red hair, who's being like taken hostage and put into a car. Yeah. So they were, she was just lit on fire. She was just lit on fire in a Palestinian town where they were all mocking, laughing, dancing around her as she was um, burning on flames. So that's kind of like what, what the Jewish people are going through right now, whether they're in Israel or America or wherever they are. Uh, we're all like mourning and we're all feeling the the weight of this horrible, horrible situation that we have. So what's the next step? What, you know, what is your... Is there going to be peace? There's, the next step is probably going to be like a severe war. Like I don't think that uh, I don't think that Israel is going to stand by while civilians are being taken from their homes, women, children, elderly, and paraded around the streets and massacred. Um, I have a feeling that um, that Israel is going to respond in a way that's unprecedented. That uh, no one's ever seen the force of what Israel can do when they're unleashed, and I think Israel is about to unleash, and there's going to be a horrible, horrible. Uh, price to be that's going to pay f- with civilians there are going to be a lot of civilian casualties and um there's probably going to be a war is what i think you know so what does israel exactly want can you explain it to me as far as what you know i mean israel wants to be uh they want to live in peace you know if uh if if all of israel's enemies were to put down their weapons right now there would be peace in the land and everyone would live you know what i'm saying if israel was to put their weapons down right now they'd be abolished in one day they would be massacred men, women, children, not just soldiers. So um, Israel has to fight for their existence. They have to fight for their right to exist. Jews have had to fight for their right to exist since the beginning of time, you know, from one one, one um, century to the next, you know. And the Jews in America especially, you know, we've had it easy, but um, what's going on now in Israel is like kind of a pattern of time. It just happens that sooner or later uh, sides are taken. People decide whether they're on the side of, of the Jews or not. Yeah. And this isn't in, this isn't just about Israel. A lot of people try to claim it is. This is about women, children being burned in the streets, being taken from their homes. And uh, that's not about land. That's a religious war. That's about uh, something very not, it's not, that is not just about land, you know? It's not humane. It's just, it, it's, but, you know, it's crazy because a lot of people are posting on social media and some people are getting a lot of, you know, hate just for posting, you know, I support Israel and, and but did your phone, did, did that? Yeah, that- I, I, I posted it right away because I felt I needed to and I immediately lost like, you know, followers, you know, and those followers need to know where I stand. You know, that's how I feel, you know, <laughs> um, there's something called the Pentaliyid. It's like the inner point of the Jew and uh, Jews love to argue. We love to fight. We fight amongst each other. You know, it's, it's a known thing, but when when Jews are being targeted for being Jewish and uh, women and children are being burned in the streets, uh, something inside the Jewish people comes alive and we stand together. And for the people that are famous, that are out there, that are uh, standing behind the Jews, um, it's not just about Israel. If we're standing behind the Jews right now, I support them and I, and I say thank you. And to the people that are too afraid to uh, speak up or the people that are uh, putting up posts and then taking them down because they're afraid they're going to lose followers and they're going to lose uh, some of their fame or their standing. I have to say, um, I'm, I'm sorry for you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Kylie Jenner, for example, she was one who had it up and she took it down. Yeah. I mean, just- I mean, Eddie, it's bigger than your brand. That's what I have to say. This is about your people. This is about thousands and thousands of years of us being massacred. And, um, 
it, you know, it's going to happen again now. You know, everyone's going to take a side. You know, and uh, there's going to be a huge wave of anti-Semitism that's going to hit the hit hit America and hit everywhere else in the world. You know, well, Kylie Jenner's the only. You know, Kylie Jenner posted and she took down uh, a lot of people in here with Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid, who are some of the biggest models in the world. What their thoughts are about this because they've been having being for very free Palestine. And- That's the interesting thing is you're going to see when women and children and 15 year old women are being raped and burned and murdered in the streets. How do you how do you uh, justify that for 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 this for uh, as a freedom fighter, as a as a situation? You know, what are they going to say? Okay, these people have been oppressed. Well, that, the, the the truth of the matter is that billions of dollars have been poured into Gaza so that they could be an amazing nation that stands next to Israel, and instead. Hamas has taken that money and turned all of Gaza into a regime that's trained to hate Jews and to be a murderous nation. So, um, you know, no amount of money being poured into Gaza or, or our understanding is going gonna, is gonna to change the fact that these people want uh, not only Israelis, but every Jewish person in the world to be exterminated. And the people who will support that are supporting that idea. And if they're not aware that they're supporting that idea... Hopefully now they're going to become aware as 15-year-old children and, and elderly and little kids are being burned in the streets of Gaza. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I understand that people are frustrated. You know, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of pain. You know, there's been a lot of suffering. You know what I'm saying? I go back to this idea. If you just dropped your weapons, there would be no issue. People want, we want to live in peace. The Jewish people want to live in peace. Yeah. So what's next though? Like what? This that, is not. This is not going to be over in a week. No, you know, it's, like, this, this is, is going to be months and months and months, if not years. Um, it's either going to turn into a massive war, or it's going to, uh, or it's going to play out with just uh, an intent. You know, Israelis are smart. You know, and they know they they're not just going to just retaliate like blindly. They're going to put together a plan, and they're 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 not. I don't think that Israel will let this happen. You know, we're talking about. The extinction of a people that's on the line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What should America, uh, you know, Biden's in office right now. Yeah. What do you think America should do as far as their handling of this situation? I think, uh, I mean, it's very clear. America, America and Israel are linked. I don't think there's a stronger ally in the world between, than there is between America and Israel. So, uh, you know, America obviously is flexing right now and sending aircraft carriers and helping out like in a major way so that so that all the major, you know, nations hopefully stay away because they know I don't know that anyone wants World War Three. Yeah. So, you know, obviously to wrap this up, what should people do? Is there anything that, you know, I think, if, like, I think, it's, be, I mean, yeah, I think if you're Jewish, you should fucking uh, take a deep accounting of yourself right now and see where you stand in all this. You know what I mean? I think that um, that's the main thing. If you're not Jewish and you're uh, out there and you're listening, I think you should try to find some facts. Figure out when was Palestine created? Who created Palestine? Where did it come from? Get into the details and the facts of what's been going on there. You know what I'm saying? Before you are so quick to uh, assume that Israel is like South Africa with apartheid or something like that, which it's not because there are there are Israeli Arabs inside of Israel who are military commanders, who are heads of hospitals, lawyers, doctors. Israel treats its Arabs properly. You know what I'm saying? And there, this is, it's not apartheid. To think that it's the same thing is like very, very uh, juvenile, you know, to just assume that things are this way or that way. This is a complicated situation that goes back. So if you want to have an opinion, 
study the facts, get into the facts and figure out what's what. And uh, if you're Jewish, you need to sit down and you need to think about our history and you need to think about where we stand right now because the shit is about to hit the fan. I hear you, man. Well, listen, I'd love to talk about the music, but there's bigger things going on right now. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Wow. Great interview, dude. Yeah. Um, um, yeah he's- and by the way, what he said was 100% true because I showed my support for Israel, obviously being Jewish, and lost a ton of followers almost instantly. Did you? Um, what you did? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, yeah. What, ha- what, what, what happened? You just posted and everyone just got... No, I- Put up a couple posts, yeah. Um, and I mean, it's you know, it's just interesting. People, you know, they just don't want to hear your side or don't want to hear what you have to say. And um, yeah, lost a lot of followers, but it's all good. If if you want to hate me for my views, then hate me for my views. I don't give a fuck, you yeah. know. So. The whole thing, it, to me, it's like, again, I'm not trying to get it. I, I don't want to offend anyone at this moment, but it's just, you're, you're right. Like, this is it's crazy stuff. It's, it's, it, there's the no whole winners. Thing. It, the yeah. whole thing is just terrible. There, there's no winners at all. Um, I think I think the thing that made me the saddest was seeing so many people rejoice around the world over the, the death and destruction of... Um, a lot of Israelis. I think that's what really made me just like, I, I don't understand how we're supporting this joyous occasion that people are celebrating like bodies in the streets. And I'm like, what is happening? Like what kind of world are we living in right now? Um, so just sad. I think the whole, week, about- the whole weekend's been sad. You know, I did ask a question. It has been tough. Where, you know, I asked a question about Kylie Jenner. She did post that she was pro-Israel, and then she took it down. Yeah, she probably lost a shit ton of followers. I mean, that's what it comes. She got hit with a tidal wave of people, you know, saying stuff or whatever, and she she crumpled under the backlash, you know, and she obviously pulled it down she goes never mind i don't want this and pulled it down but it's like you you already stepped into it at that point you know yeah well i thought it's interesting because her mom posted something and she never took it down so uh, i don't know if that was strategic like listen we can't i'll take the blame i'll i can it doesn't matter if i lose followers but for you you know just we don't need to offend anyone i mean at saying at the same time if you feel like i'm with you dex yeah if you feel like you know, you know the facts, you know the details, you know, whatever, whether you, whichever side you're on, if you feel like you know the facts and the details, then speak up and say your side. But um, I think pulling it down makes you look weak and pathetic. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what it comes down to, because then it, then it shows that you you don't you don't know the facts and you, you didn't trust yourself and you crumpled under pressure. Yeah. And maybe that's the case. And maybe that was the best situation for her. She's like, oh, maybe I don't know everything, so I'm going to pull it down. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I, and there's a lot of celebs, though, that have put up stuff, and they're leaving it up, and they're being very vocal about their feelings. But yeah. I agree. I think what Matas Yahoo said is, at the end of the day, go educate yourself. If you want to have an opinion, whatever side it's on, Go educate yourself so at least you can have an 
educated opinion rather than spewing off whatever someone else said and you felt like that was the right thing to say so you copycat it and then put it out there go do the research yourself and you know that that's the best advice i could give anyone yeah it's again there's no winners here uh the whole thing just sucks it's very sad and if you have to address it i mean it it's is it world news yes is it entertainment news yes you know when you have people actually it's funny there's been some people uh that wrote some you know free palestine stuff and not essentially free palestine but there's a we see that one porn star mia khalifa who's posted a lot and playboy just said they're taking it off her their platform mia khalifa is no longer gonna be welcomed on her platform because she was welcoming and cheering on the people on the streets i also think that people get very confused with the palestinians versus hamas and that's what i would say is go research because hamas is the terrorist group this is not about palestinians bad palestinians there's a lot of amazing great palestinians out there it's hamas versus israel and i encourage people to go read up on that and understand that and know the difference and know that this does not mean palestinians are bad or anything it just it means hamas is bad you know it's a terrorist group and unfortunately they control a city that is full of Palestinians at the end of the day. So Dax, I mean, I don't want to end on this stuff because as I was today, I was really interested and curious what celebrities mm-hmm. were posting for Israel and what celebrities were posting against Israel. You know, I was just curious mm-hmm. of where people stood on the situation and what was going on. And I know there was a lot of celebrities like Amy Schumer, uh, Madonna and, and a lot more. Jerry Seinfeld that posted, obviously, they support Israel. There was not too many. I found two people besides one Mia Khalifa and one was this social media star named Anwar. Anwar. You ever see Anwar? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he, I like wrote, Anwar. he didn't like see anything specific, but he posted two different things that were pretty much anti-Israel and mm-hmm. anti um, – yeah, I mean it wasn't anything against Judaism specific, but it was like anti-Israel. Yeah. Um, so I was like, ooh, that's it was just a hot take. I was like, man, this is I noticed and, and it's funny. Then he deleted it, by the way, which I thought was kind of unique. Because I was what like, I... you make your money from brands. What brands yeah. gonna want to put money behind you now? Well, I, and a lot of these people say, fuck it, I don't care. Like I would rather speak my mind on something that matters to me than worry about my next paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and, and listen, in all reality, us even talking this long about it, we may lose listeners because they just don't want to hear it but i think it's such an important topic in the world i did notice mark ruffalo um he made his very uh right across the line so his said concerning the tragic events unfolding in israel and gaza i am grief stricken for the unspeakable suffering and loss of life and loved ones this horrific violence must end i have no answers obviously but i feel it is absolutely necessary to focus on our shared human experience in reality the sanctity of our common humanity will hopefully serve to heal the unimaginable wounds of division. So he literally was like, I need to say something, but I, I want to not lose followers by choosing a side. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I, I respect people that did speak up. I, again, to me, I'm just sad and it just sucks. But again, when I go, back to the social media stars that were speaking about, I started to kind of 
look at social media stars pages mm-hmm. and I was like, man, who, which celebrities to me are a fun follow on Instagram? Like who do I enjoy when their stuff pops on my algorithm? Do you have any celebrity like that you enjoy when they pop on your algorithm? Like you just enjoy their content. I enjoy someone surprisingly to me mm-hmm. is Michael Keaton. Well, that was a really strange transition, but I'll, I'm going to go with it, bro. Uh, I, 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 I don't think I I've just, ever seen Michael Keaton's Instagram. Dude, I, I, and I don't blame you, but then recently I stumbled upon his Instagram and I was kind of like s- social media stalking him. Like I was okay. IG stalking him and going through his pages and he's just got such like a n- nice life. And Michael Keaton's one of those actors to me still, yes, I... I just don't think he gets the recognition that he does that he should get. I think he's an incredible actor, um, but he just seems like cool and fun and a nice guy, like a guy who you want to hang out with. On, um, the- I like, I feel like Chris, Chris Hemsworth. I always like his stuff because he's pretty funny and he doesn't take himself too serious. So he's always like, Wait, kind here's of the thing: is he actually funny or is he like celebrity funny? Well, I don't think he has people writing his, his a lot of people don't run their there. Instagram. I know a pretty big star that I reached out to recently about something. He's like, yeah, I'll just have my social media guy uh, post. No, no. And it's funny. I I see what they do beforehand. Like they have a guy who that's his job. I know one of the biggest comedians in the world and he doesn't have a – I actually enjoy following him on Instagram because it's – all right, I'll say it. Uh, Adam Sandler doesn't run his own Instagram. He has someone who runs it. I don't blame people for not having time to run their own Instagram. But what I see like – I think Chris Hemsworth, like he does a lot of like selfie videos and they're funny selfie videos. So to me, that's not someone else making you look funny. Like you're genuinely funny because you're doing a selfie video and then you post it or there's a a live video that he does and he posts it. So for me, I find his stuff pretty interesting and, and hilarious. Obviously, I love Ryan Reynolds. But I think that Ryan, Ryan obviously has a team helping him create some of these really funny, witty things. I, I don't think Ryan Reynolds is always as funny as he, uh, the Deadpool no. character. I think he's got a team of people around him that help him create this amazing content. But I don't blame him. It's it's his it's his brand now. Yeah, I do. You, do they really not have, they have the time to someone to, to run their Instagram? I start to doubt. But I know Sandler has a guy. I think he pays him like a couple grand a month, maybe even like five grand a month. And the guy does his post. And they That's it, though. I would feel like it'd be more. He doesn't right. post that much. Actually, it's a great mm. job because what if he posts maybe twice a month, you know, and kind of just – and someone maybe reaches out. But I, I was trying maybe. to think of other stars. Like Stanley Tucci is one of those guys who's sort of fun. He's always doing cooking stuff. And he just seems like a, a guy who you, you like. Know, you know who like, I like? Yeah. Spencer Pratt. Spencer Pratt. Spencer, he posts of, too many Instagram stories. Good. Okay, I don't always look at his stories, but <laughs> I do enjoy his random videos with him, him and hummingbirds and how he's like standing dead still while he's got like a hummingbird feeder on his forehead and his hands and his shoulder. And he's like sitting there. I'm just like, you're so random. You know, what's but good about me every time that I enjoy Spencer is I think when Spencer first got into hummingbirds, even the crystals, we mm-hmm. thought it was just going to be a fad. Like he's just doing this for TV. He was just trying to make good content, but he really does enjoy it. And I think it's something really nice to, 
kind of see like here's a guy yeah. who actually really enjoys it and spencer's just we got to get him back on the podcast soon we'd really do i'm looking through all of my the people i follow right now to see who the hell else i truly enjoy and i'm thinking wow i haven't seen any of these people's content in a long time i must not have watched them and so now it doesn't feed me any of their content at all really mm-hmm I don't know, but I would tell people, and again, maybe it's just me, but I really enjoy Michael Keaton. Stanley Tucci seems like a great cook. I love Guy Fieri because he seems like someone who doesn't have a social media team because okay. some posts are so bad, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that he he not everything is so like manicured and choreographed with him. I'm down with that. I, I feel that. You know, it just seems more authentic where he just seems like I I don't know. I, I like someone who's a little bit more some a little bit more authenticity to it uh, is there anybody else you can think of i'm literally going through my shit right now i'm like i haven't you seen know who's actually pretty good who? mario lopez really i think mario lopez i don't know if he has a team but somehow he reposts a lot of videos that he doesn't own the rights to it's like funny videos he finds online and i wonder if it's him doing it or it's, he's just good at like pushing out funny videos and then he's always dancing with his kids i, I don't know he's pretty funny you know who's got a good one anita you love your Anita's <laughs> her stories stink, her photos all look. Her 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 you know, her stories are too much sometimes. I'm like, all right, who's got the time to watch this stuff? <laughs> um, I do love her. Jen Aniston sometimes comes up with good content. Courtney Cox actually Courtney is Cox really good. Seems fun. Uh, Courtney is, Cox is uh, awesome. Good on here. Yeah, Courtney Cox is awesome. Um, and then I feel like I always get sucked into Billie Eilish's stuff just because I, I feel like the photos she posts are really interesting and I don't even know why they're interesting. Some of them are like blurry up close shots of like her eyeball or something. And I'm, but yet I still go through all the photos. because I'm just fascinated. Messy. I, I go through all of his stuff. Um, yeah, I think those are kind of my top people. Messi's all right. I think I'm just fascinated with Messi in general. All right. I am, uh, I'm getting tired. It's been a long day. I got to interview. I'm going to try to chase down Jax from Vanderpump. Dude, you know how many times I've DM Jax from Vanderpump? And he seems like one of those guys who would check his DMs. Surprisingly, yeah. he hasn't checked my messages at least. But yeah, he's uh, like, nope. He's like, nope. But he's always sort of nice to me on the street, even though he has a fucking dick of a publicist. Um, yeah. she's, she's terrible. If he's if this guy's paying this girl two grand a month, if he's paying her five hundred dollars, you know what she's being you should do? When you get him, you should be like, "Hey, I need you to go look at my DMs. I want to see the oldest DM I've sent to you that you didn't check." <laughs> that would actually be funny, dude. I've talked to some. I'm like, well, we, like, why are you being like? What's going on here, man? But that would be kind of interesting. I mean, I know you got kids now, but I'm sure you're on your phone. I want to know what's going on, but I got to try to possibly running and run into him tomorrow. And then I got to get. Kevin Smith, he's always unique and fun. So I just got I got to get some work. But uh, thank you guys for listening. I know this episode is all over the place, but I really enjoyed talking to you. You guys listen to us. I don't know. We're just kind of having fun. Uh, follow us on social media. We have a private Facebook group called Off the Record, which I highly suggest you guys join. Uh, it's just an awesome community where you guys can ask us questions. We talk to you. It's just cool. It's called Off the Record. Join the Facebook group. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. A Huda Media Production.